Are you ready to take full control of your physical, emotional, and spiritual health? Are you ready to experience great success in your life? Health Talk with Dr. Diane MD will teach you the tools and strategies to help you take control of your health and inspire you to live your best life. Now here is your host, Dr. Diane A. Thompson, MD. Welcome to Health Talk with Dr. Diane MD. This is a show that's designed with you in mind. The goal here is to share accurate health information and provide inspiration that may improve your health and your life. I am your host, Dr. Diane A. Thompson, MD, and as always, I appreciate you spending your time here, and we will continue to bring you the best and in inspirational health information. Again, the show is aired each week on 1570 AM WIGO in Atlanta, as well as 95.1 FM KSBT Radio in Houston. All shows are aired and archived online at FMG Radio. Blog Talk Radio, Radio Invasion FM, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher Radio, as well as YouTube. And of course, all of our archives are also found on iTunes. For details and showtimes, please go to my website at drdianthompson.com. And while you're there, please sign up for updates. And also find me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Dr. Diane A. Thompson. And on Twitter, and my Twitter handle is at Dr. Diane MD. Uh, now you're joining us for part two of our interview with Dr. Christine Salter. I do want to remind you that the information provided is for educational purposes only. It's not intended for diagnosis or treatment. Please seek the advice of your healthcare professional before making any changes to your health. Now last week we spoke with you. Actually, Dr. Salter defined for you what holistic medicine was. We talked a little bit about obesity. What are some of the hindrance of losing weight and things that contribute to obesity? And today we are going to talk some more about obesity and weight loss. Dr. Christine Salter is my guest. She is a family medicine physician. She is the medical director for the Center for Vibrant Health. Dr. Salter, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Glad to be back. All right. So we're going to pick up uh, one of the things you did talk about last week. You, you actually mentioned the term energy imbalance. Define for our listeners what that is and why is it even important when we're talking about weight loss? Well, you know, the, everything that we do, well, let, let's say this, when you're sleeping, when you, when you think that you're resting, the body's actually um, using energy. So there's a basal metabolism that's going on. And so we have to have enough uh, nutrients. We have to take in enough that's going to uh, give us the energy that we need to do these basic things like, uh, like breathe and uh, cellular activity and detoxification. So the body is busy doing all kinds of things, muscle activity, okay, breathing, the heart's beating. So, so the body needs energy to fuel these activities of the body. So the problem with obesity and overweight is that when we're taking more energy than what the body needs and is able to burn. So if you're just taking way much energy, then what, what does the body say? Well, I have too much energy here. Let me store it. I mean, the, bo the body is very smart. 
okay, it's going to say, well, I have to store this. So it's going to store it in the fat because fat is a great um, organ uh, for storing energy. It, it, it's, it's fabulous. So if you've got, so we want this, so there's good fat and there's bad fat. So we want to have the good fat. Uh, we just don't want the bad fat, which is which is excessive, and it's inflammatory. So we want to, for there to be a balance with what comes in, and what goes out. So um, what the body uses for basic activities, as well as for being physically active during the day, taking the stairs, going shopping, doing gardening, whatever it is that we that we do during the day to move our bodies. Hmm. And you mentioned good fat and bad fat. I have to say most people would associate fat with being bad. So what do you mean there's good fat? Oh, no. So there's good so, um, so um, fat, that you've got the white adipose tissue, you've got the brown adipose tissue. Adipose, of course, is another term for fat. Um, and, that, and that brown fat is what gives us that nice um, energy. Um, whereas the other kind of fat, the excessive fat, is very inflammatory, and it actually becomes this huge organ that produces a lot of inflammation and just causes a lot of what we call metabolic disruption. But the good fats protect the, protect the organs, and, and we want that. You know, so that, the fat is what gives us well, the women the nice curvature um, to the body. We we want good fat. You know, fat under the skin gives us a nice you know nice roundness to our um, to our contour. So we want to have the good fat and not have the bad or pathological fat. Another thing that we hear more of these days is that hormones play a role in obesity. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, hormones uh, really do. And of course, they're all kind of, there's just a plethora of, um, of hormones. Um, the ones that come to mind are the, are the estrogens, the, the female hormones, estrogens and the progesterone, um, insulin and thyroid. Um, some people have a problem losing weight. And for those people who may be cold and uh, hands are cold, uh, maybe tired, constipated, skin is dry, we have to think and wonder if they have a thyroid issue. So, so we want to make sure that they're getting properly worked up to make sure that they don't have low thyroid or hypothyroidism. Um, the other hormone that's really important is insulin. Um, insulin and um, another hormone called leptin. So now those two hormones uh, kind of work together um, in metabolism, but if the body keeps seeing a lot of sugar and a lot of carbohydrates, what happens, it gets what we call insulin resistant. And now the body stops responding appropriately to the insulin. And so what, what happens, um, the body is not able to utilize the glucose that comes in appropriately. And now that this person, even though they're taking in all these sugar-sweetened beverages, the body's not utilizing it because now it's resistant to the insulin. And that person can feel very tired. So not only are they gaining weight, they're tired at the same time because they're, they're basically starved for energy. And I experienced this personally. I experienced this personally because as my insulin went up, um, it, it also caused sodium to be retained. So now my ankles were swelling and then I was feeling tired. I didn't, you know, if I saw a flight of stairs, my heart sank. 
because I did not want to. <laughs> I did not want to go up those stairs. I'm not. I'm looking. I'm looking for the elevator. Where's the elevator? Where's the escalator? Let me find those. Um, it was just amazing to see um, the, the domino effect of what hap- of, of what happened. And um, so that's insulin resistance. That's leptin uh, resistance, which is also to do with satiety. So it's not, it's not just simply. Um, taking in too much energy and not putting it out. There's also what's going on in the brain as far as are you feeling satisfied, satiety. And um, as the hormones get in balance, then that also gets, um, we get a problem with that too. So you're, you're eating or we're eating and we, we don't feel filled and we just keep on eating. <laughs> You see, and people say, okay, you know, especially late in the evening, they go to the refrigerator, not even sure what they're looking for, but they're in that refrigerator looking for something to eat because their, their brain is telling them you need something to eat when really they, they have, they've got plenty of energy that, that, that they took in during the day. And now the brain's saying you need more. Now, one of the things, and, uh, you know, I interviewed someone uh, recently and uh, they we're talking about sleep health, and uh, one of the things they did talk about was the role of sleep deprivation in obesity. They mentioned that, you know, that's something we hadn't thought about, but now we know that sleep deprivation affects many, many things. How does it affect obesity? Okay, so when we, when we go to sleep on time, um, we're, the body's on a circadian rhythm, so the hormones get released um, just at, at, at certain times of the day, okay? So we're supposed to go to bed by about 10 o'clock, okay? And what, what should happen at that point, the cortisol should be at its lowest level and, um, and the insulin also at its lowest level. And then we have the hormone um, melatonin that will, that will be rising as we go into our sleep and also human growth hormone also rises and so if we go to bed on time we've got this nice symphony of hormones working and while we're sleeping um, the growth hormone is, is doing its work with the immune system it's repairing different things but if we now uh, are not going to bed till midnight or one o'clock in the morning then that rhythm gets thrown off uh, not only that so the growth hormone gets disrupted but now instead of the insulin being low the insulin becomes high and then so does the cortisol. So when, what does cortisol do? Cortisol raises blood sugar. That's what it does. It raises blood sugar. And that's why when, you, when we stay up late, we feel hungry, <laughs> right? We feel, we feel hungry because the cortisol now is, is flying a little higher now. And, uh, and, it's, and it's wanting to raise the blood sugar. So the blood sugar comes up. We go and eat something. The blood sugar dips. We get hungry again and we want to keep on eating when we should actually be sleeping. So, so as our cortisol goes up and the blood sugar goes up, the body goes into a mode, it goes into a mode of let me store fat mode. And that's, that's the contribution of sleep deprivation to weight gain. Those of us, though, who work the day shift, we can make adjustments now that we've heard this, but what if your patient is a night shift worker? Are these patients doomed? What do you tell them? Uh, truthfully, it is a challenge. It is a challenge with a night shift. Now, the body is remarkable and will adjust itself, but still it's designed to be on 
so it's beyond the, the daytime rhythm. So it does become a problem. And so people who do uh, the late shift or swing shifting, doing the night shift, they really have to pay attention and be even more diligent about what they do with their health, you know, how they eat, exercise, all those things. They, they have to be much more diligent because they are completely thrown off. The, the body tries to accommodate and it does its best, but it's not ideal. And that's just the physiology of it. All right, so I'm talking with Dr. Christine Salter, who is the medical director for the Center for Vibrant Health and Wellness. What about stress? How does that play a role in obesity? I'm glad you asked that. <laughs> stress is huge. Stress is huge because, you know, the stress response, you know, the body doesn't know the difference between real stress and perceived stress. So what does the body do? If the body thought that something's, someone's coming after them to kill them, well, what's going to happen? The cortisol's going to go up, the norepinephrine's going to go up, the heart rate's going to go up, so the blood sugar's going to be high, and, uh, and that we want that if somebody's chasing you. Because if someone's chasing me, I need to be able to run, I need to have the energy to run, I need to raise the blood sugar, I need to get out of there. But then once the danger's passed, my blood sugar should come down, my heart rate should come down, and everything should then normalize. But what's happening, we're, we're, um, we're running from that tiger, but that tiger is maybe our co-worker, or it's the financial stress. And we're constantly running. We're constantly in that, in that mode of fear and distress. And so metabolically and hormonally, the body's going to respond that way. So then consequently, we have high cortisol, high blood sugar, we get into a pre-diabetic state, and that metabolic state is a state of let me store fat. It, it then, again, it contributes to the whole, and especially that fat around the middle. That belly fat is that cortisol fat, okay? Sometimes somebody can have a normal weight, but they've got the, or body mass index, but they've got this big belly, and that's metabolic syndrome, that that's a metabolic obesity right there, even though the body mass index appears normal. We've got to look at that waist circumference, take out that tape measure. In men, it's 40 inches. In women, 35 inches. If, if the waist circumference is higher than that, we pretty much know we've got, we're dealing with metabolic syndrome. And that's a syndrome uh, that's going to increase the risk for coronary events and premature death and increase the whole in, inflammation that's associated with obesity. All right, so now we understand how many things play a role in the development of obesity. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to continue our conversation with Dr. Christine Salter, and we are now going to look at some successful strategies and tips for you, the listeners. So don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Do you want to learn how to live a healthy, happy, and inspired life? Then listen to Health Talk with Dr. Diane M.D. Thursdays from 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on Atlanta's Incredible Radio, 1570 a.m. WIGO. Listen to Health Talk with Dr. Diane M.D. for tools and strategies to live a healthy, happy, and successful life. For details, go to drdianethompson.com. That's drdianethompson.com. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash Dr. Diane A. Thompson. 
Welcome back. If you're just joining me, welcome to Health Talk with Dr. Diane MD. I'm your host, Dr. Diane A. Thompson. My guest today is Dr. Christine Salter. She is a family medicine physician and she specializes in holistic medicine and obesity medicine. She's also the medical director for the Center for Vibrant Health and Wellness. And Dr. Salter can be reached at her website at drsalter.com. We are talking about obesity. We just looked at some of the things that may hinder weight loss. We looked at things that contribute to obesity. And now we get to the even better stuff. We want to look at some of the ways that folks can be successful. So Dr. Salter, you know, there are people out there who they get it right. They lose the weight, they keep it off, they stay healthy. And then there are others, and we see them every New Year's. They're in the gym, they're on the latest diet, and a few months later, they're right back where they were, or even worse, they've gained more weight. So what separates the people who are successful and those who aren't? And I think what that is, again, is those who see it as a lifestyle change, versus something I'm just going to do this for a period of time that I'm going to go back to what I was doing before. So those who see it as a lifestyle change, they're the ones who will continue to be successful. So uh, what, what are some of those lifestyle changes? Relaxation, meditation. Because, because we are living in just a, life is just stressful. I mean, that, that's just the nature of the beast. So we have to take the time to do relaxation. If we can't find 20 minutes in a day to do deep breathing, relaxation and meditation, then it's a very sad state of affairs. We need to be able to do that. So we've got to rest, uh, relax. We've got to get to bed on time. And we've got, to, we've got to keep that up. It has to be a lifestyle change. These are my R's that to help me remember these things. We've got to refuel with the right kind of foods. I mean, we, wouldn't, we take care of our cars better than we take care of ourselves. I mean, we wouldn't dream of putting diesel into a regular, you know, instead of the regular petrol or, or gas. But, but we do that to our bodies. We, we need to eat real food, whole food, not stuff that's processed, not stuff that looks like it's food. We need to, we need to do the real deal. So we want to refuel with the fuel that the body is designed to use. We want to rehydrate. If we don't have enough hydration, the body won't want to lose weight because as we lose weight, we're losing toxins that are stored in fat. And so the, the body has to be properly hydrated and ideally also on a detoxification protocol. So as the, as the fat is lost and those toxins come out, we've got plenty of hydration. We have in regular bowel movements. We have a high fiber diet. So toxins are being moved out. They're being flushed out by adequate water. And we need to make sure that we're moving. We need to be physically active. You know, if we sit down all day, We've got to, the studies show that if we, if, if we sit all day, the body gets the signal that it must lay fat, even if you go to the gym and work out for three hours at the end of the day. We need to, we need to get up um, on the hour, even if it's just for two or three minutes. We have to get up and move so that, we, so that the body gets a different signal that is not signaling, okay, let me, lay fat, let me lay down fat because I'm just sitting there for three, four, five hours. So... So these are things that can be, can be done, and they appear to be simple, 
but we just have to be um, determined and say we write it down, we write out our daytime plan, what time we're going to go to bed, what time we're going to get up, you know, what we're going to do for breakfast. We just lay, we just lay out a plan. And when we lay out a plan, we're able to follow it. It's just not something that's in our brain. That's such awesome advice for people who are trying to get healthy. Definitely believe laying it down, writing out the plan, getting support, actually. I think sometimes if people are able yes. to do it as a family, you know, it, it's so Absolutely. much easier. Yes. Yeah. And, and this analogy you gave, you know, you're right. We don't put diesel oil in our cars, right? But right. we eat. <laughs> We eat things right. that should not be eaten, and we, we don't think about it. So you're, you're so correct. You know, we really just have to be honest with ourselves and, and realize that we're important enough that we should be taking better care of ourselves. Absolutely. Now, yeah. Let's, let's talk a little bit about some of the specific approaches to weight loss because there are many things out there. And some of them are contradicting each other and people get confused. So let's talk about some of the, the things that are out there. So intermittent fasting, what's your thought on that? So intermittent fasting is actually quite, uh, quite amazing. I actually use that myself. And I, do studies, yes, I do too. I do too, yes. The, study, the studies show that if you, um, they got very good and sustained weight loss um, doing twice a week of intermittent fasting. And, and there's a couple of ways of doing it. And again, there's, there's, no, there's no set way. Each person has got to kind of work it out what works best for them. And uh, what I found that worked best for me was if I skipped dinner. If I ate breakfast, ate lunch, skipped dinner, and then the next time I would eat again would be breakfast the next morning. Mm-hmm. And that would be an eight, that would 18 hours of uh, intermittent fasting and just drinking lots of water, and uh, it, was fa- it was fabulous. It was fabulous, and, it, it, you know, your mind becomes clear. It's, it's really and it's great, also right? very simple. You're not – so I, I do the – I skip breakfast. I was never really a breakfast lover. Okay, so there we go. <laughs> so, yeah, right. I never was. So for me, it works fine. I, and so I skip breakfast. I eat lunch, but I make sure that my lunch is healthy, and okay. then I'll, I'll have dinner. Um, and I just slowly, you'll see the weight coming off. I, I had um, Dr. Heron on the show, and he's the creator of the Fast Five. So there's a Fast Five, there's a Fast Eight. There are different right. ones out there. So he's the creator of the Fast Five. And years ago, his wife who was a urologist at the time we worked together, and she just told me about, I saw her, she lost weight, she looked great, and she told me about it. And so uh, this is what happened, I tell you. I inadvertently was practicing intermittent fasting because I was so busy at work that the first time I ate was late in the day, meaning around 3 o'clock, because I was oh. just so busy, right? Okay. And, then, and then I'd go home and I'd still have dinner right after that. And then so I didn't eat again for many hours until the next day. It got so, I lost so much weight, so much that I went to my primary care doctor and I said, you have to do all these tests because something is wrong. I'm losing weight. And so it, he actually did a lot of the tests because he too, 
he too saw that I had lost weight and I was saying to him, I didn't do anything differently. And then when I sat down and really paid attention to oh, what was happening, yeah. I realized I was practicing intermittent fasting without even, even knowing. So I actually like it. And you don't have to think too much about what right. you're eating and counting this. And, you know, yeah, so it works oh, for I me. Can't, I, can't stand, I can't stand counting calories. Yeah, I th- me either. I, I, I tell my patients that I want them to be caloric aware. I don't want them to be. I don't want them to be caloric blind. I want them to know that you know, if you eat a whole bag of nuts, that's a whole lot of calories. So we want we want you to be caloric aware. We don't want you sitting there counting calories. We just want you to be aware of the caloric values of different foods, so that you can make reasonable, intelligent choices. Now, another thing we see thrown around quite a bit is that of detoxification. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think the detoxification is important. Um, really, we should, we should be detoxifying every day. Well, the, well, what do you mean by detoxifying? Because I think it means different things to different people. Different people. So, so what, I'm, what I'm talking about, you know, the liver can get, um, can get a little burden with the different things that we're eating and the different toxins that it has to deal with uh, day in, day out. And so I like, I like to, um, at least seasonally, um, go and do a detoxification and do and do botanicals that are really good uh, for the liver that are, that are targeted for the liver, and um, and but then we also look at the other organs of detoxification. That's the skin, and also the gastrointestinal tract, the kidneys. So again, we want to be drinking lots of water, which we should be doing every day, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I encourage patients to do dry brushing to stimulate the skin, stimulate the lymphatics. We want to make sure that we are having daily bowel movements without straining um, and daily, a couple of times a day. So we want to make sure that all organs of detoxification are working well. But we know that when, we're, when there's excess weight, and we've got excess fat, very often they find a lot of toxins in the fat. So it's important that um, when we're actively losing weight, that we do have the right um, botanicals and nutrients in place to assist the body's process of moving that out and moving it out safely. What about your thoughts on medications that are used in weight loss? You know, um, as, as a obesity medicine doctor, I am trained to prescribe those medicines. And, and I, again, in individual cases, they may be appropriate. Some of them are, um, are a little challenging because of their side effects. So that's not the, that's not the first place that I start. <laughs> you know, I prefer to start with a lifestyle because the medicines are only used for a period of time. Still, you know, even if we're going to use a medicine, even for 12 weeks, you know, like fentamine, uh, it's only approved for 12 weeks anyway. And after the, what are we going to do after the 12 weeks? It's got to be the lifestyle change. That's what's going to maintain it. And when, when we look at studies, over a year's time, the people, or two years' time, the people who keep the weight off are the people who continue to exercise. In addition to their dietary change, it's the ones who are con- consistently exercising. So I, I wanted to, as we're getting close to the end, okay. um, 
I, I love to leave the listeners with a tip of the week. So, um, you know, for someone who's embarking on this journey of weight loss, and we encourage them to do so because we know all the bad things associated with obesity. What tip, and you've shared many tips with us, but what would you say is the most important tip to ensure success? Oh, boy, that's a, that's a hard one. Um, I would say... I'm going to combine the tip to make sure that they're doing uh, relaxation and avoid eating late at night. Avoid eating late at night. And that's something I had to I had to work on that because, like you, I work long hours, and you know, right. <laughs> I would come exactly. in sometimes, and yeah, yeah. So I had to uh, change that about myself. All right, so those are great tips. And I really thank you, Dr. Salter, for being on the show. Again, Dr. Salter is the medical director for the Center for Vibrant Health and Wellness, and her website is drsalter.com. And uh, Dr. Salter, are you on social media? You want I, to share? Yes, I am. My practice is on uh, Facebook, and uh, so, so yes, uh, like so they can, they can like you on Facebook. That's right. And so I'll leave you listeners with a quote of the week. And it says, a huge part of losing weight is believing you can do it and realizing it won't happen overnight. Remember, as I tell you each week, your health is your wealth. And we now know that obesity is a major robber of good health. So this is a great time using some of the strategies that Dr. Salter suggested that you start working on your weight and getting yourself back to good health. So again, please do something healthy for yourselves this week. And until I see you guys next time on the broadcast. Again, Dr. Salter, thank you for being on the show. Thank you. I enjoyed All right. it. Thank you. Take care, everyone. You have been listening to Health Talk with Dr. Diane M.D. on 1570 AM WIGO. Please tune in every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the best in inspirational health information. If you have missed any part of this broadcast, would like to find out more about Dr. Diane A. Thompson, or would like to receive her ebook on stress, please go to drdianethompson.com. That's drdianethompson.com. And like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash drdianeathompson. Remember, your health is your wealth. So do something healthy for yourself. Have a great evening.